Welcome to Old Town New World. We're here in Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'm Chris Gervasen Broadwater, and we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. Yeah. All right, so we have uh, a couple of guests on the show today. We have a frequent guest across the table from me is uh, Mr. Robin. Say hello, Robin. Hello there. Uh, say hello, Robin. <laughs> hello, Robin. Thank you, Robin. We also have Miss Camille Ott. Say hello, Miss Camille. Hello, Camille. Very well done. All right. So, Camille is uh, the newest member of Revenflow. Camille is a graduate of uh, Winthrop University, where she studied integrated marketing, and uh, which is here in Rock Hill, where you know Revenflow is, and and she is from France, from Strasbourg, France, and so we're going to find out how in the world this young lady ended up in Rock Hill, South Carolina, from Strasbourg, France. So let's start with that, Camille. How, how did you end up in Rock Hill? So um, my school in France uh, called ISCOM, which is uh, Institute Superior of Communication, and they have seven schools in France. Um, the one in south, um, south of France, in Montpellier, they have a partnership with uh, Winter, like, and now it's been um, for 11 years since the partnership has exist existed. And um, when I entered the school, I was really um, I was really impressed about this partnership, and I uh, I was also very uh, self-conscious about my English. So, but I still applied. I got accepted, and then I flew to Raquel. And when I when they introduced me to the program, I was like, "What the heck is Raquel, South Carolina?" I just as a I mean, I already went to uh, to the U.S. I went to uh, Boston, Colorado, San Francisco, and Chicago, but I. South Carolina. I knew it was in the south, south but I, I didn't know where exactly it was. And um, but it's I don't regret it. Like it's I think it was one of my best decisions I've ever made. Wow, that's great to hear. I, I think it was bold of Winthrop to set up that partnership for that exact reason. I mean, because otherwise, how there's no way you guys would have ended up here in Rock Hill probably. I mean, you've never heard of it. You know what I mean? So I think that was smart of Winthrop to do that. Are there are there people from Rock Hill going over to Strasbourg? Yeah, Winthrop has um, has another program for Americans. Uh, actually, they have programs uh, in Spain, um, in Norway, I think in Norway, um, in France. And in France, they have um, the the Americans are going to Dijon, which is a very famous city in France, uh, very well known for the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So delicious. It, sounds delicious. <laughs> yes, I, I kind of miss it. <laughs> but um, no, so I have. French's yellow mustard is not the same. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it says French's. It's French. Come on. Is it <laughs> no, I um, I have a friend actually, um, Sigourney. She she's American and she went to Dijon. Weaver, Sigourney Weaver. Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, I know her very well, and uh, she told me like uh, the first time we met, she was like, oh. Are you Camille? And uh, do you know Dijon? And I'm like, yes, I know Dijon. And she was like, it's just like for French people, Dijon is um, is a they're just well known for their mustard. They're not really famous for their actual city. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know there was an American school there. Oh, wow. So like it was 
usually I have the traditional, hey, I love Paris, I went there, blah, blah, blah. So usually like Americans know Paris, they don't know Dijon. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I think I shared with you before, <clears throat> I actually had the opportunity to go to Bordeaux. So that was cool because it wasn't Paris. I mean, Paris is great. I'm glad I've been there. But it was really neat to be in a town that I never would have picked out of a map to go there. But I was only there for a couple of weeks, whereas you've moved your, your life here. You know, you've come here to live. And that's fascinating to me that it's almost like throwing a dart at a map, you know what I mean, to end up in Rockhead. So yeah. pretty cool. Um, so was that your freshman year? Um, no, it was um, my junior year. Okay, I'm sorry. Junior year. Okay, and so you were already studying that other school. Now, it, uh, Strasbourg is a city, what what size, population-wise, or about? Or, is it Rock Hill or bigger or smaller? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the size of American cities are so so, so much bigger than French, like, uh, Rock Hill, if you like to give you a better uh, example, Rock Hill and it's like its area, like downtown it's, it, and its area, like Rock Hill, the city, it's the same size as Paris. Oh, wow. So you can imagine how Paris looks like for French people. Uh, I mean, how Charlotte looks like for French people or for New York is like the jungle. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, Strasbourg is, uh, I don't know, is, is, is um, we have a very cute downtown, but we also have the uh, agglomeration, like the um, the metropole, if you call it. Um, and that is, um, yeah, it's maybe the half of Rockhill. Okay. Yeah. So there is a there is a historic downtown in Strasbourg. Yes, we uh, we're very proud of our historical um, downtown because we uh, my region has known like. We were actually German, and then with uh, Louis the Fourteenth, we turned out to be French, and then we uh, we lost the war with the Napoleon the Third. So we turned back to be German, and then we turned back to be French, and then we turned back to be German with the Nazis, and then we turned back to be French. So wow. we have this. Um, we have a lot of uh, German and French buildings, and uh, it's like our city hall is our the whole university. Um, area was built with uh, Bismarck, uh, which was um, the general of uh, the German Empire. And uh, so we have a lot of historical buildings and we're very proud of having like, I kind of, when I introduce people to my to my uh, city, I kind of feel, I kind of tell them, we have the best part of French culture and we have the best part of German culture and we just mix it up. And we have a very artistic um, city, we have an opera which is very well known, we have um, a theater with uh, many many different um, pieces of theater from like really well known directors, we have many many movie theaters like independent movie theaters, um, we we have like, um, we, we, had a we have a socialist uh, mayor and he put up some um, like bicycle lanes, yeah. we have a lot of bicycle lanes. Oh, wow. I don't know if you heard about the Parisian um, uh, bicycle company and uh, you can rent a bicycle for, I don't know, maybe like $10, $10 um, a day. And uh, no, I think it's less, well, it's, um, so it's not very much to rent a bike and um, you, you just go like in the city and ride your bike and you have like so many bicycle lanes and it's, it's easier to go on the bike, yeah, to ride right. your bike than the car. 
So is it culturally, it's much more uh, of a biking type of place in the U.S. than the United States? Yes, I, I really miss riding my bike. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that when you first started riding, you said, "Well, I can just ride my bike." Of course, since you started, it's been snowing pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm walking. Well, it's it's pretty the same. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, you mentioned all the cultural uh, positives that you have. I love the I'm fascinating with the mixture of the two cultures. Um, I'm sure that lends to beautiful architectural juxtapositions and just wonderful city. So what about young people? Are are young people generally leaving the city or are young people coming to the city? Is there a reason to stay there for them? Are there jobs? Like what's the kind of state of the city from that perspective? They, um, there are actually, there are, there are a lot of uh, students coming in Strasbourg because we have a very good university which is called University of Strasbourg. Um, my um, my former roommate uh, actually she came she came from Bordeaux. She um, Laurie that's, that was her name. Uh, she uh, she moved to Strasbourg because she was really excited about. She only went once, like she visited her ex boyfriend or whatsoever, and she told me like she really liked the city, she really liked the spirit, and uh, she liked the fact that it was very cultural and uh, artistic. Yeah. We have a bunch of gravities. Uh, we really. Um, we have an Alsatian uh, drawer, uh, which is, um, I remember his name, uh, Ungerer, sorry. And uh, he is very like, uh, we have our uh, tram in the city. Yeah. And um, the we. tram is like streetcar or trolley. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, a trolley, yeah. And so we, uh, for like uh, special editions, we have drawings of him in the oh, cool. trolley, yeah. uh, which is kind of make it like, prettier and like more comfy also for people and uh, it, it looks good to tourists too. That's great, yeah. Mm. We're, we're trying to get a uh, streetcar off the ground here that's going to run from Winthrop, Central Winthrop campus through the textile corridor which is redeveloping currently into the downtown, loop around the downtown and run back. How do you feel about that? I, um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I remembered when I, when I went to Winthrop, I didn't have a car. And uh, I only, I was here, I arrived in the U.S. in January 2013, and it's only in May 2013 that I got my car. And I know that I struggled a lot <laughs> before this like six month period because I missed, I missed my bike, I missed the car, and uh, even I, I love the place, Michael's, and I love to go here at Millstone, but I had like, when it was during the winter, it was freezing outside yeah. and I remembered that in 2013 we had like a lot of snow so I couldn't just it would take like 30 almost an hour to go to downtown and I kind of like missed that to just be free of like just taking the, the tram or the trolley and yeah. have that freedom of yeah I don't need a car and yeah. um, it's uh, and I know like uh, French people in uh, that are coming, like that I'm meeting every year that are coming in. They um, they're thinking of buying a car not because of they want to have a road trip or their spring break or whatsoever. They just need it. They're like, well, if you want to go to Charlotte, if you want to do some stuff in Marquion, we we need a car. And even me, it's been like three, the third year now that I'm living in Marquion. There's still like some part of Marquion that I don't know because it's so yeah. big. It's because I I, I can't I I don't know. You know? Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, if you don't have a way to get around, I mean, you know, there's a the light rail in Charlotte. Um, you can drive up to 485 and get uh, get off there, and you can get on the light rail, which will take you all the way to Uptown, and there's a bunch of stops in between. 
but there's a dream of continuing the light rail all the way down to Rock Hill, and it would have locals off of it. Uh, and this is a you know this is a 50-year dream, but if you could if if we could walk out of our office here in downtown and walk down there and get on the um, light rail and be in, and sit there and work while we're on the light rail and be in uptown Charlotte and have lunch with a client or or go see a show or you know whatever and then take it back and then get on the local streetcar that would take you back to Winthrop campus I mean that would radically change our, our culture even you know this is easy for people to get on the rail in Charlotte and come down here see that's the thing man that's that is so I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> there's been this fear among leaders in York County and uh, see, see York County is uh, kind of the uh, the redheaded stepchild to use an American expression of Columbia which is the capital of South Carolina because they say well and this is you know kind of I'm generalizing but they say well Rock Hill I mean York County is taken care of because it's part of Charlotte and so it's part of Charlotte's economy so we don't really need to do anything for them so there's always these Greenville Columbia Charleston alliances and stuff that Rock Hill's not part of but they see us as part of the Charlotte economy but then there's always this fear well we can't invest in anything in Rock Hill because we're, we're giving everything away to North Carolina like everybody's gonna go north but what they what they don't understand is what you just said I mean one of the reasons to live in Rock Hill is because you're close to Charlotte and and that's not a reason to move to Charlotte that's a reason to be in Rock Hill I mean there's nothing wrong with that you know Last couple of years of you know the demographics have proved that. I mean, if you look at where people where people are moving, absolutely, the growth in, in Fort Mill and Rock Hill is actually expected to be much more than Charlotte. And Charlotte's it's already like it's it's expected to grow a lot. You're right. And the problem that the economic development and the governments people see with that is that basic. Not to get too specific here on you guys, but my <clears throat> soapbox for a second. Um, for every residential person in York County. For every dollar we collect from them in taxes, we pay back a buck twenty-five, buck thirty-five to provide services, uh, whether it's school, trash pickup, you know, whatever else we need to do. For every business that's in York County, for every dollar we collect, we pay back about thirty-five cents. So the businesses are funding us being upside down on having residential. So having more residential uh, from a, from a fiscal standpoint is a bad thing, but that's a problem with our state tax laws that we need to fix. That's not saying that we should shut down growth. So used to it was like, well, everybody's going to put their business in North Carolina and they're going to live in South Carolina and that hurts us. We need to turn that paradigm upside down and say, like us, I mean, we're choosing to have our business in Rock Hill because I don't want to be in downtown Charlotte. Like, I don't want to be there. I want to be here. You know, and that's a reality that we need to be conscious of. And I mean, what, what do you think about that as a, as a person who's new to this area, Camille? I, um, well, when you mentioned that, um, the fact that Charlotte, the bring, like living in Charlotte and living in Rock Hill, I uh, when I was in um, I like when I started my um, professional life. So after I graduated from Winthrop in December 2013, I I'm like okay, I'm gonna move to Charlotte because that's where the the job opportunities are. That's where um, it's really attractive downtown. It's a growing city, etc. But I'm like I I don't I can't afford that like. It's, I'm just entering the professional life, so I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna stay in Rock Hill for now. But I feel like that's that's the way to go. Like I know people living in Rock Hill and living in, uh, in uh, Fort Mill, 
they, some, some of them are working in a chalet and because living in Raquel or Fort Mill is really something that we need, that, that, that is good, that because it's like, um, um, how do you call it, um, it's uh, more affordable, it's uh, something, you, you, the life is easier too, like yeah. uh, it's, it's closer, there is like a local community and uh, you, we have an earth fair, like I was, uh, I was babysitting um, a, a vegan family in uh, TKK and they were like, oh, you guys have an earth fair in Rock Hill, this is so great. And yeah, I mean like they're, I, I'm not, I don't regret my decision of like staying here because I'm learning more and more about Rock Hill. That's how you found me too. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. Have you heard yet about what's going in right here behind us? Yeah. There's going to be a uh, full-time grocery market with uh, farm-to-table local vegetables and it's going to be instead of just the market on Saturdays or whatever it is, yeah, the farmer's market, the farmer's it's going to be a full-time grocery store, small market style, like European style, right there, right beside our office. Oh, nice. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really excited. excited. Oh, man. Yeah. Very excited. There's actually going to be a, um, a movie theater opening up in Rock Hill soon and a uh, a brewery next door and stuff, which is very exciting. When um, Micah told me about this movie theater that is going to open, I was so excited. You behind the mic, Magic Micah? Yes, the Magic Micah, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. Is there a name? Is there a name for it? Does for this theater yet? You know, it doesn't exist, but it's going to. Oh, oh, the one that we're hoping is going to open beside the uh, beer place. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. But like, I would totally, I mean, I live in Charlotte, but that's why I would like a light rail to come to Rock Hill. Also, the courthouse shows, like, so many shows I would like to see at the courthouse, but, like, I don't want to have to go home to, from work and then come back down and then have to go back again. It's, like, it's, the, it's, the, it's not even distance. It's connectivity. It's a lack of connectivity. You know, um, to clarify for our uh, vast global listening audience, um, the courtroom shows, courthouse shows he's talking about, it's across the street here from where we're sitting. There's an old courtroom, um, and they have uh, music shows in there. A lot of it's in kind of the punk genre, the hardcore, uh, you know, bluegrass, just, just anything that's kind of uh, not kind of mainstream rock or pop or anything like that. It's um, the grittier kind of music scene happens in that space to the credit of Mike Gentry I would say uh, in a big way and it's great they serve beer out of the bench which I think is super cool actually a courthouse yeah like yeah. You, you wouldn't see that in Charlotte or a bigger city right yeah, yeah. and you know how that happened um, the the Rock Hill Economic Development Corporation owns that building and they lease it to the Arts Council for one dollar a year as long as the Arts Council comes before the RITDC every year and makes a report and shows how the artistic and cultural activity that they're generating in that space is lending to the positive economic development of this community and quality of life development of this community, then the EDC leases it to um, them for $1 a year and then uh, Deborah over at the Arts Council lets Mike use the space for free because she can put in her report how many, you know, young people or music go, not all young people, but mostly, you know, how many people have come through that space over the course of the year and how much energy has been created out of it. So I think that's wonderful that you have a punk culture that's usually traditionally like anti, you know, establishment, 
that's being completely supported, unbeknownst by them. Subsidized, basically. Completely subsidized, unbeknownst by them, um, by the the men in suits, because the men in suits are smart enough, thankfully, to recognize they need to be invisible, disappear, and let the energy happen. You know. Like have yeah. It's important. It's great. Have you been to one of these shows? No. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I, uh, I'm i really fond of um, shows like I love ballet, I love opera, I love uh, classical music. I've been twice to the uh, Charlotte Orchestra, um, uh, Orchestra in uh, Charlotte. Symphony. Symphony Orchestra, thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very glad that, um, that this kind of stuff happened in, in Raquel because, you know, like, as a young professional, like, to go to Charlotte is uh, is quite a it's quite an adventure, and uh, you have then to park and like park, we we all know that parking in Charlotte is like freaking expensive, and so yeah, it's I'm really glad, and I can take, I I can just ride my bike and go to the to like to to watch a show. That's great, yeah. Fantastic. And uh, I know in um, at Winthrop they have uh, a very good. Um, uh, I, I went to the MassCom uh, department. I was I was enrolled there, and um, it, uh, our our uh, building called the Johnson Hall. They have um, a theater uh, room. They have, and they also have like a costume, like a kind of like a, a background. How do you call that? Like a, like the vestiaire. You know, like uh, when when you put all the costumes, when you put like the the wigs and etc. They have that. So it's very very funny how how everything works. And they also have like um, a ballet room where you you see sometimes the the dancers practicing it. And they have shows like uh, they had the Nutcracker during the winter time. I mean like it's something that uh, needs to be shown to not not to only to stay on on Winthrop campus with the students and their parents. It needs to be shown like to everybody in Raquel and even more further. Absolutely. Well, you know, in this project that we have been doing with Knowledge Park and Raquel, which you jumped right in on, um, you know, there's a great quote from Jeff Perez, who is uh, sorry, Jeff, if you ever hear this podcast because I can't remember your title, but he's like the he's some executive right under the president I don't know if he's external affairs or whatever but <clears throat> he said you know the uh, the future of Winthrop and the future of Rock Hill are inextricably you know uh, are interwoven they're the same thing and the most exciting thing going on in Rock Hill is this development of Knowledge Park which is the connectivity between Winthrop and downtown and 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 how that redevelops and and so he said, you know, that's Winthrop's future as much as it is Rock Hills. And right now we're looking for, a, I say where the community is, and Winthrop's looking for a new president. You know, we're interviewing people, they're interviewing people, and with a new president hopefully to start in the fall. And I've been to uh, one of these breakfasts, actually the one tomorrow morning got rescheduled, but because of the pending snowstorm here, everything in the South shuts down when it snows. Yeah, so if you, yeah right. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no bread or milk in the grocery stores or anything. But, um, <laughs> but you know, Every, when we meet with these folks, the business leaders of the city, you know, quote unquote, whatever, we always harp on this fact. This, you know, what, what is your perspective on Knowledge Park? Like, what do you think about Winthrop's growth? What do you think about the community being intertwined with Winthrop? You know, should it be a walled off university that's separate from the city? Or should it interfuse, you know, fuse itself into the city and redevelopment? I mean, what's Strasbourg like? In terms of the community, the university and the community. Oh, we have. Um, well, Strasbourg is a very good example because um, 
when the university um, uh, developed itself, itself we uh, build like trolleys like everywhere and now we are like connecting a neighborhood like that are further away even even now like because Strasbourg is very close from Germany from Kiel the, the German city we and uh, Kiel has a has a lot of Germany for French people is kind of like a cheaper place um, they're like doing their groceries they're like buying fireworks for New Year's Eve they're like so hanging you're, you're out very, you're very close to the Germany yeah we're like 10 minutes from it and and now like um, the mayor from Kiel and the mayor from Strasbourg uh, collaborated into a project that was building a trolley between Kiel and Strasbourg oh, and we we had it now for two years I think two three two three years and it's great like there I, and I remember myself when I was um, when I was practicing basketball we uh, with my um, Playmates, we were going to clubs after a game, and uh, that would be in Kale because it's like cheaper. And and there, if, if you go to a, if you go to a club in in Kale, like you only have French people. Even the, the people serving you are French, and it's it's such a nice place. And um, the fact that Strasbourg took the initiative to connect to connect to see the potential of Kale and connect that. See, that's it's so, so important because a lot of times people would silo and say, oh no, we're going to keep what we have. Like, you know, it's almost like they're competing. Mm -hmm. But instead of competing, they're collaborating. That's yeah. the new, that's the future. And you know, like, it's not about only French people going to Germany. Like, Germans love French. Uh, fr fr I mean, French people in France. Like, I, um, it's funny because I know Germany is very well known. It's a country very well known for their sauerkraut. But in Alsace, in my region, we have like a sweeter sauerkraut. So German Germans are coming to to Strasbourg to buy their sauerkraut. And also, like when you go to downtown, the the people like um, if you go like to luxury or like just a regular shoe store, the the people serving you they have to speak. French, of course, because they're French native speaker, but also German and English because they are serving tourists and they're serving a lot of German Germans. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, exactly like um, in South Carolina. They have Blenheim's ginger ale, which is very, very spicy. <laughs> and you, they make it in South Carolina, but so people come from North Carolina down to get. Yeah, or like the, the peaches. I know um, oh, peaches, peaches are very famous in South Carolina. Yeah, peaches, uh, South Carolina and Georgia, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start, I'm going to make this like a metaphor that we have a sweeter sauerkraut. That's what I'm going to say. Like when people say, why are you down in Rock Hill and not Charlotte? I'm saying, man, we got a sweeter sauerkraut. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So I don't think there's a better place to end this podcast on that note. And I'll just... Uh, First of all, thank, uh, of course, Mr. Robin for being here. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Magic behind the mic, Micah. Oh, you should have seen that. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Nobody ever has to see that. That was incredible. Hopefully nobody recorded what you just did. Um, and thank you, of course, Camille. Thank you. Thank you for... Uh the invitation at the this um, really famous podcast on the yeah, outside world. Amazing. Well, I'm sure all of your friends in France will be lighting up your phone tonight um, oh, yeah. after they hear this uh, this podcast. I'm sure. um, Especially since it won't come out for like another <laughs> at least a week. Right, yeah. Well, we didn't want it to come out on the night of the Oscars, so we pushed it back because we didn't want we wanted people to actually watch the Oscars. So. But um, I will I will end the podcast by saying uh, you know we appreciate our listeners and and you know if you have a reason to come to Rock Hill. 
it's that we got a sweeter sauerkraut. All right, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>